The Dark is Rising, a drama by Susan Cooper for BBC World Service. Episode 3, The Sign Seeker. Come through to us, Will. We have been waiting for you. In the snowy landscape on the windswept hillside, Will stood staring up at the carved panels of the two great closed doors towering before him. By instinct, Will placed his palms flat against the wood, and the doors swung open beneath his hands. Whoa! The world Will Stanton had inhabited since he was born seemed to whirl and break and come down again in a pattern that was not the same as before. He peered ahead into the darkness, and all at once sparks leapt and fire flared. Lighting up an enormous fireplace in the far wall, and he realized he stood in a great hall. What is this place? And on either side of this enormous fireplace, two figures were waiting for him. An old lady leaning on a stick. Welcome, Will. And a tall man. Come in, Will Stanton. Will looked at the man and saw deep-set eyes, an arched nose, fierce as a hawk's beak, and a sweep of wiry white hair. Come in. And learn. As he approached the fireplace, he saw the old lady was small, fragile as a bird, and Will had an impression of immense age. Who are you? The lady. She's very old. In her time, she's had many, many names. But it's best for now if you go on thinking of me as the lady. Yes, ma'am. Expect nothing and fear nothing, here or anywhere. There's your first lesson. My name is Merriman Lyon, and I greet you, Will Stanton. The tall man bent lit a long taper at the fire, came forward and began to put the taper to a ring of candles there. We have been waiting for you for a long time. Although he did not know why, Will felt compelled to stare at the fierce, secret lines of that face. You look like someone I know. Do I know you? In a sense. So you and I are similar, Will. Now look at me. Here's your first exercise. We have before us Will Stanton. Tell us what's been happening to him the last day or two. Well, um... Uh, yesterday, the animals were all scared of me. Yes. And the rooks were mad. Farmer Dawson gave me a sign of iron. Something to keep. The circle with the cross. Keep with you always. Then the walker came oh, after me. And then the rider tried to get me. They want the sign. I don't even know what time I'm in, or who they are, except for the rider and the walker. I don't know you either. I only know you are against them. Against the dark. Yes. You and Mr. Dawson, and John Wayland Smith, and... Uh, Go on, Will. Wayland? That's an odd name. What made me say that? Minds hold more than they know. Particularly yours. The rider. 
When the rider saw the sign, he said, You have one of them already. He didn't know why I had it, but he came after me, chasing me. Why? It isn't the sign they want most of all. It's you. Why? I will tell you this, Will Stanton. That you are one of the old ones. The first to have been born for 500 years and the last. Merriman stood there tall as a tree in the shadowed room, and Will could not take his eyes from him. Your birth, Will, completed a circle that has been growing for 4,000 years in every oldest part of this land. The circle of the old ones. Will felt a tightening of his skin and a chill ran through his body. The powers of the dark are reaching out now, steadily and stealthily, all over this world. A shadowy awareness of evil was now pricking at his fingertips and the top of his spine. And your task is to make the circle indestructible, Will. You must find and guard the six great signs of the light, made over the centuries by the old ones. And only when the circle is complete will they be joined in power. For you are the sign seeker, Will Stanton. The first sign hangs on your belt already, but to find the rest will not be easy. You were born with a gift and a purpose. And you are here now, Will, to begin to understand what that purpose is. But first you must be taught about the gift. I don't understand. I don't have any gift. Really, I haven't. Listen now. The gift is a power that I will show you. It is the power of the old ones, who are as old as this land and older even than that. You were born to inherit it, Will, when you came to the end of your tenth year. And now, on the day of your birth, it is free, flowing, fully grown. There's a circle of candle flames beside you there on the table. Yes? In your mind, choose one of those flames. Think of it without even looking. Think of it. And if you tell it with your mind to go out, then that flame will go out. Do it. Now. A sudden thick silence enveloped the room like velvet, and desperation rose in Will's throat as he saw them watching him. I can't do this. I just can't. I know. I'll fail. I'll think of the big fire in the fireplace itself. There's no way that can be put out except by some tremendous magic that I can't possibly have. Go out, fire. Stop burning. Go out. And the fire went out. But how did I do Look that? Look at me, Will Stanton. The man's deep eyes burned like black candle flames, but there was compassion in them. It's a little cold, Will. Might you warm us back up? Come back, fire. Burn again. Thank you, Will. The gift is a burden, Will. For, For the, the dark... dark. The dark is rising, the walker is abroad, and the rider is riding. They have woken, for the dark, the dark is rising. The dark is rising, that was what Will had felt last night, and that was what he could sense again now. The dark, the evil, surging and surrounding them in this great hall. We are besieged 
as you see. They're holding the great door shut from beyond. against a one of the great candlesticks and a sudden searing pain shot through his forearm. And on the other side of his arm he could now see the burn. It was the shape of a circle, quartered by a cross. The dark hopes to gain a hold over you while you're not yet grown into your full power. And this is only the beginning of the peril, Will. Through all this midwinter season their power will be waxing not losing its high force until Twelfth Night. Right now, we must free you from the circle of dark power that they've drawn around this room. We must open the doors and escape together. Now, Will, listen to me. You must be on your guard against anything. They have failed with one emotion. They will try to trap you through another now. But it must not be fear. Remember that, Will. Never fear them. Never fear them. The powers of the dark can do many things, but they cannot destroy those of the light. Not unless they gain a final dominion over the whole Earth. Faster and angrier came the sound, and as Will listened, his skin crept and grew damp. Now, stand by the circle, the circle of light. Stand with your back to the table. Come on, take our hands. Speak the spell together, for it is a joining they cannot break. When the dark comes rising, six shall turn it back. Three from the circle, three from the trap. Fill your mind with the flame, Will. Fill it. Together, we can do more than you can ever imagine. See the fire growing like a tree and strike with it. The fire lashed out, hit the doors, and they began to open, revealing the way to escape. But then, in the distance, the silence and the dark, suddenly a pale figure appeared. Will, that is not your mother, it's the dark. I have to help her. Oh, God, no! No, Will, stop. But it was too late. Will broke the circle, ran to the doors, which slammed shut, and the dark shrieked in triumph beyond them. Foolish. Foolish. Will stood alone, giddy, holding his head, a strange ringing, thrumming in his ears. He saw Merriman seizing the doors, shaking them with the strength of both arms. The doors did not move, and Will felt a force dragging him down. I can't open the doors! But in his state of trance, Will's mind suddenly became aware of a strange music, and he knew instantly it came from the lady. She was speaking to him. He looked back, dazzled. She was taller, brighter. A figure on an altogether larger scale, glowing with a haze that he knew came from a vast inner power. 
She's gone away for a time, that is all. The dark could not destroy her, but it has drained her, has left her like a shell. Now quickly, Will, we must move. Thanks to her, we are safe. Now we can pass through the doors once more. Come, come, come! And once the doors had closed behind them, they vanished. And Will found himself back crunching in the snow-drowned landscape into which he had walked from his house early that morning, but a world ago. Merriman. What? It was my fault, wasn't it? Yes. If I hadn't run forward when I saw the doors, if I'd not broken the circle... Yes. But it was their doing, Will, not yours. They seized you through your love and your hope. I've lost the lady. I have lost the lady. Will, I was angry. Forgive me. The force pushing against the doors was the full midwinter power of the dark. But take heart. At the proper time, the lady will return. Merriman pulled the hood of his cloak over his head and led Will on through the deep drifts. Listen, Will. You must understand this. We old ones are planted only loosely within time. Among the great beech trees and oaks bare of leaves, until they paused in a clearing. The great doors are a way through time in any direction we may choose. All times coexist and the future can sometimes affect the past. So do you understand? I think so, but I'm not sure. Well, then where are we now? Uh, hold on. This is Huntercombe Lane. <laughs> my Huntercombe Lane. Hey, and over there's my house. Yes, Will. You are back in your own world, in your own time. And you're in it too? Back again, with mixed feelings. Where will you go? About and round about. I have a place in this present time, just as you do. Go home now, Will. The next stage of the quest depends on the walker, and he will find you. When his circle is on your belt beside the first sign, I shall come. Will ran, ran home, up the stairs and onto the landing, crossed to the central window and looked down once more. The ancient magical forest had disappeared. And there again were the familiar outbuildings surrounding the family house, the landscape of fields and hedges, and in the distance... Dawson's farm. Everything was as it was. And as he stood there, he could even hear himself. James! Wake up, James! You have to see this! James! Everyone! Wake up, everyone! Wake up! It's all right, Will. Don't shout. Bello! Wake up, everyone! 
holiday, for goodness sake. What? Never mind. You could forgive Will for wanting to wake us up early today. After all, he has a good reason. Happy, Happy 11th Happy birthday, Will! Mum! Where's Mum? I'm here, Will. Mum! Oh, Mum, you're OK? Of course I'm OK. What's the matter? Oh, uh, nothing, Mum. I think... I, I think I had a terrible dream. Oh. Hey, you need some breakfast. Come on. The dark... The dark is rising. Oh, the dark, the dark is rising. The dark... The dark, the dark is The dark is rising, a drama by Susan Cooper. Episode 3 of 12 was adapted for audio by Robert McFarlane and Simon McBurney. Directed by Simon McBurney. Produced by Catherine Bailey and Tim Bell and is a Complicité and Catherine Bailey production for BBC World Service and is commissioned by Simon Pitts. scientists turn to for answers when trying to solve tricky problems. The digestive chambers of a cow's stomach have helped solve an environmental crisis. Animals. 30 animals that made us smarter from the BBC World Service. All episodes of seasons one and two are available now. We're about to delve into how one particular type of crustacean has inspired a new way of exploring space. 60 brilliant stories about the ingenious animals inspiring advances in science and technology. It all comes down to the evolutionary design of their wings and feathers. Search for 30 animals that made us smarter wherever you get your podcasts.